Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Cheeky Reaper Podcast. I'm J.B. Peltier. I'm Kevin Brown. And this week we got into the COVID mask debate, what people define as God embodiment, and trying to find balance in your material life and your spiritual life. J.B. really likes pocket t-shirts. So, dude, I want to fucking kill you. <laughs> All right, are you ready to get into it? Yeah. All right. Break job on the on the G five. Oh no shit! Yeah. Like discs and everything. No, I'm just changing your pads. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, that was the first time I ever changed brakes. One of my sergeants called me out to the house because I posted on Facebook. I was like, "Hey yo, who can, who can change brakes? I'll pay you." One of my old coworkers messaged me trying to make a dollar, and then one of my sergeants texted me. I was like, "Dog, come to the fucking house! Like, what are you?" Went out there, twelve pack. And brakes, boom. All you need, like, you just need, like, a jack. <laughs> well, and that's it. All you have to do is pull the tire off, and then there's, like, fucking two, uh, like, two bolts, and you're fucking done. Yeah, but I hadn't done it. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll pay for convenience. I, yeah. I definitely get that. I will go yeah. way, I will pay through the nose for convenience. I got out there, and we started, we're doing our thing. We had a couple beers. I was like, all right, you know, what do you want for this? It was like a 12-pack of Lance Shark. And I was like, sick. And then we drank that, so... I'm just gonna... I'm gonna throw this out there. Wild guess. He's like 32. A little older. <laughs> yeah. That that checks out. Those guys just want nothing but beer and to be away from their family. <laughs> <laughs> then me and him tried to... His son was having an issue with, like, his Fortnite server or some shit. <laughs> he took the controller and said, like, well, you fucked it up. What are you... No, it's broke. Goodbye. That, that was basically it. Like, his mics weren't working. But everything was connected correctly, everything was powered correctly, and... Yeah, he was just like, well, it's broke. Don't talk to your friends today, I don't know. How old is this kid? Shit. Middle school, maybe? You know, just a kid. Playing PS4. I'm kind of just, like, old-fashioned, dude. Like, I'm just, like... I, I... By all means, I'm, like, spend your free time how you want. And that's... And if it's fun, like, how bad could it be? But whenever it's, like, kids, I'm just like, there's so much better shit you could be doing. Than Fortnite? Yeah. You could be outside, like, being healthy, like, playing in the fucking dirt. <laughs> like, walking through the woods, cutting down trees for no fucking reason. Like, you could be doing that. Dog, you remember that time out, out at the lake? Were you there? Me and Brandon cut down a whole tree. You're talking about Roundhouse? Mm-mm. Out at one of the actual lakes. No. In the area. That's, I'm pretty sure that's a crime, Kevin. So me and two buddies <laughs> go out into the <laughs> So, into the anyway. Woods. Uh, we were trying to find firewood, because we were staying at the lake, like, the little beach area that night. We were, like, 16, 17 years old. All of us hammered. We go out, and me and one of the buddies goes off, and he's, you know, picking up twigs and shit, and me and the other buddy are like, we have hatchet. We take tree. And I mean, we, it, it wasn't like, you know, a big base tree, but it was like tree. 
Probably it, 20, 30 feet. So not not like three feet across, not like a tree, but like a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a tree. Trees. We knocked that motherfucker down, cut her in half, and we both just like picked her and went. The police came out that night. Yeah, that sucked. Oh, man, I was about to say, like, <laughs> there's going to be, like, a wrap-up to this that I was <laughs> just alluding to. That's that's not... That's not None legal. of us talked to the police. Oh, what were they there for? For us. Yeah. Did y'all, like, run? Yeah. You just run through the woods? We just ran into the tree line. Like, we saw him coming down the, the lake. We were like, hell no, we're hammered. We go in and they come out and they like look at our fire and shit and an obvious setup people are here and they're like, damn it, all right. Did they, they wait. Just, did someone get? Did they get a report that a tree had been chopped down? I think somebody down the lake just called the teenagers being hooligans on the lake. Oh man, how old were y'all? Sixteen, seventeen, maybe. Is it? Is that old enough to get a campsite? And, then, and Dylan, Dylan was like twenty. Oh, uh, there it is. It wasn't a campsite. Like, literally, you just go out to the lake and... Oh, so y'all were just, like... Just chilling, yeah. Just better than loitering. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not supposed to stay there all night, but we did. Oh, man. We were being responsible. What were we going to do? Drive 40 minutes back home plastered? That's no, a rational... We that's a bad rationalization. <laughs> you're just like, well, like, we could... First of all... We could get a DWI. You're just like, we are children and we are drunk. So instead of being irresponsible and driving home, we're going to illegally stay in a camp or like at a park overnight and chop down the wildlife. Right. <laughs> oh, Christ. I remember one time uh, out at that like local hidden lake, mm -hmm. um, we would spend like an entire afternoon trying to chop down like one tree that was one foot across. I don't know what like what the deal is with like young young dudes and liking well, I know that we like to break stuff. Yes. But, like, chopping down a tree, is that just, like, a rite of passage? Is that just something that you do? I guess. Because we would be dehydrated out of our fucking minds. We were, like, I don't know, 16, 17, full of beer, full of cheap beer, haven't had a drop of water in six hours, and we're just hacking away at a tree. Yes. Chain-smoking cigarettes. Fucking animals. <laughs> Hell, those those were cool days. Me, I remember you ever really been a big part of it. Like, I was building our, like, fucking clubhouses and shit, basically. Uh, I was there for one of them. What were you doing during that time? Huh? I was up on the top At with Dylan. Band and shit? Or... Hmm. We made, like, eight of the motherfuckers. Well, yeah, during the summer I had, like, marching band and stuff. Okay. Well, we did it through the school year, too. Oh, through the school year, like, I, you know. You just doing your thing? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, OFP. Yeah. But I, I went out there for quite a while, and on one of them, I, I was there whenever Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan is a deceased friend of ours, like, he got popped in the face with a branch. Yeah. Because we were up on top of this, like, canopy, we were building a, it was big. It was a tree house on that one. It was like yeah. a tree it was a second hut. level. It was a whole hut. And he and I were up top, and we had just been snapping off branches and laying them to make this, like, dome. And he got this one particularly big branch, and he was, like, pushing down on it, pushing down on it, pushing down on it, and you just heard, like, flack! And I just saw his head go back, and then uh, I was like, ooh, ooh. And he turned around and looked at me, and he was just like, am I okay? 
and just blood streaming down his face, just split open eyebrow. And I was like, <laughs> dude, you're, you're not good. You're not good. You need to go home. <laughs> and the other buddy were there. We had uh, kind of started trekking out, trying to find more supplies. And we heard the... And we were like... He got that, hit hard. Yeah. When wood wood cracking against skull. That's a it's surprisingly loud. Dude. We were a ways away and we, we heard him we like, we should go back. That didn't sound good. We turn around, we're walking, and all of a sudden Dylan crosses path and he's just bleeding. We're like, Jesus. And he's like, Yeah, I think I'm going to the hospital. Apparently this is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was stitch worthy. Uh, our other buddy was like, Don't go to the hospital, just go to my aunt's house. She was a combat medic. Oh wait a minute! Yeah. Oh her, Jesus Christ! I I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> trust her with anything. I wouldn't trust her to sew a sweater, not to even mention <laughs> my face. Sew a sweater. Sew a sweater. Knit a sweater. <sighs> I hate you. I hate you. I I literally fucking hate you. Fuck you. We were just talking about this. I was like, you know, on the last episode, I would just be... I was having to carry the fucking flow by myself. My back's hurting from carrying this shit. And you're, like, fucking sick and mopey. And the only time that you would just yeet something into the, like, fucking ether, it was only to throw a wrench into what I was saying. Hell yeah. Don't... I do that sick or not, son. Y'all are gonna witness a homicide, because I'm gonna stab Kevin in the neck. I'm gonna make sexual noises while he does it. <laughs> <laughs> we would. I'd probably have some like weird people coming from the Discord that would enjoy that. That's like some fucked up like deep net ASMR. Yeah, I'm just saying, you probably throw it up on the hub, get some views. For the love of God, <sighs> that is gonna be the move. Somebody tries to kill me, like actively. I'm just gonna start making sex noises. I'm gonna make it as uncomfortable for that motherfucker as possible. What if they're into that though? What if that's Sick. their thing? Sick. I hope I found a kink for him. It it's gonna take a lot to put me down. That's all I know. So there's gonna be a lot of dialogue. I probably just start like whispering things about like Jesus, and like biblical stuff, and just hope that they have some kind of childhood hang up. Jesus loves me. This <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Bible. You gotta whisper, not say it. It's just words. <laughs> Oh, what's another creepy song that you could whisper in their ear? If I had the right voice for it, I would do Tiny Tim's Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Two tomatoes. I don't remember the rest of it. Is that the VeggieTales yeah. song? I saw that, like, there was a video from earlier today, and it was, uh, was it Tom the Tomato from VeggieTales? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He was talking to, oh my god, what's the You sent that to me, right? On TikTok? Yeah. The based... Vegetables, <laughs> yeah, like the I don't the remember, broccoli. I don't remember his name. Uh, well, it was like one of the children broccolis, or is it? No, broccoli? that was the broccoli. Yeah, that was like the guy, not one of the children. No, it was one of the children. Oh, it was, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a, ch- it was a child. Oh, but like, fucking, uh, grown Tom the tomato was talking to the child, and he was giving him like a biblical lesson, and uh, he was just like the kid said to him. Weren't the Israelites like God's chosen people? And Thomas Middle was like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, they were. And he was like, oh, I bet that they listened to everything God had to say. <laughs> and it just zooms in on Tom's face. And he's like, oh, you would think so, huh? <laughs> 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 
Damn, I used I used to fuck with VeggieTales hard as a kid. I love that show. They're good. They're good stories. They are. Whether or not they have any actual historical backing, which a lot of them do, um, there's there's still good stories, yeah. and there's there's some Especially valuable for stuff kids. to it. There's some valuable stuff to it. But then again, a lot of the Bible is also like horrific, and it's not stuff that you would want to teach children. <laughs> we went over that. What in like youth group one time the. My youth leader, my youth pastor was like, yeah, you know, the, we were, we'd only been doing good stories. And he was like, you know, the, the Bible gets pretty dark, guys. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he went over like Second Kings or something. Where like, this, I don't even remember the whole context. It was like a tribe kidnapped this woman, just like raped the shit out of her and membered her off and sent her back. And like started a war, basically. And it was like, yeah, that. the Bible is also that. And we're like, yeah. People swear, people swear, hand to God, that life is just so bad nowadays. You don't even have to look that far back. Like, people were... People would murder each other in the streets over, like, a mild disagreement and get away with it, like, a hundred years ago. Easily. It was fine. In biblical times... Like they're like how they would punish criminals like for stealing, just like chop off their fucking hand. We're we're all just like we're all baby back bitches nowadays. They still do that out in the Middle East, right? Um, I don't know about them. The Middle East Actually, is a, you know is a what? broad region. That, so. Yeah, that that sounds right. Some of the places probably still follow that. I've heard some horrific stuff like there's a really bad penalty over there for homosexuality I can't remember what it is don't they like throw you off a building I thought that they just like stoned you in the fucking street that would be biblical <sighs> yeah. fucking shit <laughs> but jeez <laughs> but the United States is bad the United States is bad because you know people get a little butt hurt and they cry yeah we're bad because we're on the forefront of everything Kevin I this, I, dude, I'm so glad I thought of this. Yeah. That other night I went to the bar. I went to the spot. That was a mistake. Um, you see somebody? Um, I was in there for all of two and a half minutes before a man in his 40s was trying to talk me out of my mask. Talk you out of your mask? Because mm-hmm. you have... Like the front you're putting on? No, like I'm, I'm talking about my physical mask. Like pandemic Oh, hell. Yeah, like the regulation... Wow, like, I went way different with that. TABC at the moment, they're like, if you walk into the bar, you have to have a mask on. I didn't know. I showed up without one because I guess I'm stupid, and I didn't expect more than, like, two people to be in there. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, hey, you need to have a mask if you're moving around. And I was just like, okay, I'll run home. And he was like, no, I got one for you. So I, I put the mask on, and I and then I sat down, and I, uh, I got my drink. And this guy, I, I'd say he's actually probably around 50, if not like a couple years older and he didn't skip a beat he was just he immediately went in and was like it's a hoax and he was just like uh talking about how the people that are the only people that are affected are like the weak and stuff like that and basically my whole argument came back around to i was just like okay even if you want to discard everything that every scientist says because he he thinks it's some kind of conspiracy for money right and I'm just like, okay, well, if you want to put even all that psychotic bullshit to the side, 
it, if you wear the mask just to make people feel better, I think that that's worth it. Mm -hmm. what, whatever makes people feel comfortable. And he's just, he's, dude, he was like a fucking caricature. Like a fucking cartoon. He he was like, well, was, uh, I'm fine with that until people start intruding on my rights. And I was just like, where, where in your rights does it say you don't have to wear a mask? Where, where in your, dude, I swear to God, people just make, this is, dude, this could be tracked down, like, all the way down. For any reason that people get upset about anything, it's because of, like, the narrative in their head. But people build narratives in their head specifically around just political shit. They're just like, everyone's trying to make me do this. And I'm just like, when's the last time someone said something to you about it? Like, any, it's like those people that answer questions that no one fucking asked. Uh, they're just like, yes, I'm into this. And you're just like, I didn't fucking ask you. You, you have this narrative in your head that everyone's judging you all the time. And it's not true. Most people just want to mind their fucking business. And just like that night, I wanted to mind my fucking business and have my rum and coke. I went to a Walmart the other week, and there's this little old lady. She's probably in her 80s. Couldn't be probably 100 pounds in one of the little hover-around things. Mm -hmm. No mask. She's the only person I saw in there with no mask. The fucking balls on I this was, lady. I was walking past her. I almost said something simply off the fact that, like, Dog, you are the group we're worried about. Like, I'm 24-year-old male, no underlying health. If I get COVID, it's going to suck. Could it kill me? Maybe. But it, it's just going to be sickness, and I'm going to be fine. I would leave her alone just because I'm just I like... I did. I just kept... I was like, Tammy, you got balls, lady. She doesn't want to be here anymore. <laughs> uh, my biggest argument has been, like, I'm all for the masks. Right, but yeah. Like, stuff gets stupid sometimes. Like, if you're nowhere in the vicinity of people. I, I'm uh, also all for the masks. I know I said that I wouldn't really be affected by COVID. That I, I wear my mask religiously. Uh, we've had people reporting us security officers at work for being alone in a vehicle with the windows up without a mask on. Ig, yeah. Ig, get fucked. Ig, exactly. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if I'm not in the vicinity of anyone, because... My whole MO is I'm going to see you before you see me. Right. And if you're, if, if I see you off in the distance, I'm going to put my mask on. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just like moving around and I haven't seen a person in four hours, I'm not going to wear it. Like there's no reason for me to wear it. Um, and I've run through the scenario in my head in which someone approaches me like that I don't see first. In which case my argument would be, I haven't encountered a person the entire shift you are inserting yourself under the limit of social distancing to tell me to wear it. Whenever you could have just been like, hey, from a distance, like, hey, I'm here. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> because I'm all for the masks. To make, One, to make people feel comfortable. Two, because I think that they do help. But, <laughs> like, there's a, there's a certain nuance to everything. <coughs> there are guards that have gotten in trouble because they're like, I'm not going to wear that mask. I'm not one of those people. I'm like, I'm going to operate on my own program until either I have to adjust for the environment or I get checked. Which, like, dude, I'll walk into a building and I'll see someone way at the other end of the building at the end of a hall. I'll put the mask on. 
Right. They no one has to get anywhere close to me. I'm just like I just have to see a person. But uh, one guard was like like walked up to get turn in his weapon or something the morning after our shift, and the lieutenant said something about him needing to wear a mask because dude, if if nothing else, put it on whenever it becomes morning, like after a night shift. Right. Because that's when people start to show up. If and if not to protect those people and to like protect yourself. Do it so you don't get fucking fired. Yeah, because your policy says. Yeah, for God's sake. Um, because at this point, they have people from corporate walking around our facility, and if they see you without a mask on, they're like, come with me, we're going to HR. Immediately. Hell yeah. Like, just judge, jury, executioner, on site. And I, I just don't, I don't get the point of arguing. I'm, I'm not a confrontational person, so I don't get the people that are confrontational needlessly. I just, I just don't understand. I got checked the other morning at work, so I've, I've been guilty here lately of not wearing my mask all the time at work, unless like I'm going into a cell, stuff like that. If I'm just chilling, walking through the hallway, whatever, I'd take it off because twelve hours is a long time to have a mask on. If you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Or with other officers, because I'm like, well, we're, if they, if none of them say anything, but. If they do, or if it's the older officers, then I have it up. Okay. Well, the one of the the trustees every now and then like to have their mask down to talk or whatever, and I'll, without my mask on, correct them. The other morning, Jesus I guess Christ, one of them man. just had a little bit too much of it, because he had his mask down and he was saying something to an officer, and I was like, oh, I was like, trustee, trustee, I can't hear you, and he was like, what? I was like, I can't hear you without your fucking mask on, guy. And he's and he put it on. And he's like, no problem, Officer Brown. Uh, I don't see your mask either. So can I get a grievance? Whoo! And I was like, ha! Yes, you can. You earned that. You earned that <laughs> hard. At the next hall, they were cleaning. I came up with my mask. I had my I had my mask on ever since he said that. And I, I, said something just loud. I was like, oh. Y'all don't let, don't forget to let me get, uh, the trustee a grievance since I didn't have my mask on earlier. And I was like, no, no, it's cool. You're wearing it now. You know it's wrong. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. You got me. You got me. So yeah, safe to say I've been wearing my mask around trustees now. Cause I'm like, ah, it's fun. It's all fun and games till that grievance comes up. The chief deputy comes down and is like, hey, so fuck me, right? I'm just, I'm terrified of being a hypocrite in any situation. That, that's why I don't I very seldom check anyone on anything because I'm just like let let me forget that I did the same thing and then they just come back and fire back at me and I'm just like well I'm, I'm the ass mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of being the ass in situations I just don't get involved that's that's my whole job is checking people so but yeah when I get checked I'm just like ah ha ha yeah yeah you're right my bad it's sorry I think it's, I think in regards to the mask at this point, just especially strangers. Holy shit! Stop checking strangers. They've already made their mind up. If they're walking around Target without a mask on, they don't give a fuck about anything. What do, What do you think is going to be the outcome? You think you're going to convince them to put a mask on? No, they don't give a shit. The argument at the jail went around a long time of it's a hoax, and once the election comes around, COVID's going to go away. Da da da. And I literally was like, I would be perfectly fine with that. Like, let's say 
say Trump gets reelected. Day after re-election, he's like, yep, COVID never existed. Told y'all. Sorry about it. I would have no fucking problem. I fucking got it, though. Uh, I know, but... Or Biden or anybody comes right. out and they're like, yeah, hey, you know this whole time, COVID actually was a hoax. We just... We've been fucking with y'all all year. I'd be like, hey, whatever. We're, we're reopen. No more masks. Like, we're cool? Okay. Yeah, but, like, how, how is it a hoax if it's everywhere in the world? Like, that's... That's what... The biggest thing that I think of when someone's like, oh, it's a... It's a like a political ploy, and you're just like, but it's not just us. It's not just our country. Fucking, you think that Australia gives a fuck about our election? No, they don't care. They're, and what does anyone have to gain? That's that dude. That's the biggest thing that you can ask in just about any conspiracy. They're just like, oh, the moon is hollow, and you're just like, <laughs> what does anyone have to gain? Uh, there's hollow Earth theory, like. There's some, like, species of subhuman living in the core of the earth with, like, perfect weather. The lizard weather. people, yeah. Yeah, like... That's what? Cool. I almost made a lizard person. But the government is hiding it from us. Uh, supposedly, they have a sun inside the inside earth. That would like eviscerate our, everybody. Like our molten core? Like, the, the whole... No, like a literal sun that, like, orbits inside the planet. Sick. It's because it, apparently, like, it's like as above, so below. Inside the planet is exactly like out here, except it's perfect. It's like Eden, which is. I, I don't think I've watched that yet. Didn't you tell me to watch that? Oh, uh, yeah. It has Scarlett Johansson in it, right? Or what was oh, that wait a minute. No, 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 no. Where are you? What are you, where, where are you going on? You told me to watch some movie of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, that's a completely different movie. Oh fuck, I don't know. Jesus Christ, how'd you make that tie? That's under. I was talking about. That's under the skin. I think that you're talking about. Sick. Okay, I gotta remember that. Completely unrelated. Uh, both are in my in my list. I don't know. Oh, that movie's fucking bananas too. Um, she's like some kind of alien that's sent out to like. Uh, basically seduce men, and like I don't know, send them back to her realm or whatever. That's it's a fucked up movie. I think that's how you hooked me on that. It's you were like Scarlett Johansson seduces guys. I'm like I must watch. You see, down. you see her booty. Yep. It's nice. It's it's noteworthy. But in this theory, like Hollow Earth theory, like they have the sun, like up. But any time that you check someone that believes in Hollow Earth theory, and you're just like, how is that scientifically possible? They don't give a fuck about science. They say it's magic. You like magic you, with a K? No, like oh, literal, right. just magic. Like they can say. You can discount anything that anyone says. If you're just like, it's magic. It's fucking magic. It, but it's bullshit. Like, it, it couldn't possibly work. There, there were guys that made expeditions to, like, the poles on the planet trying to find the entry into the center of the Earth. Absolute fucking nut jobs. You're just not going to say shit? You're just going to fucking look at me like that? Having a brain fart? How do you have that much head and no. that little brain? Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think. What's the wall going to tell you, Kevin? A lot. JB, you don't fucking know me, alright? That's all I got for you. I really feel like I do. No. I don't think you could be any more uncomfortable. You got your legs crossed, you got your arms tied up around your legs. Dog, I'm big chilling. You're about six inches of an inner pull away from the fetal position. This is how I live my life, yeah. 
<laughs> this is my comfort zone. Brace for impact. Yep. Cannonball, bitches. Hasn't there just been like a lot of weird shit happening lately, though? I mean, always. Like, what do you mean? Anything? Didn't they find like a goddamn demon in Arizona or something? Dude, I don't. Those pictures. I, I don't know what it was. I but. all that stuff. Apparently, I saw an article the other day that the Navy confirmed that they had some uh, UFO sightings from like past decades that they're just now releasing to the public. Do they still know what the fuck was going on? Did a lot of that get released when like? Yeah, but this was very CIA? recently. Okay, like last say. week. So it just declassified a whole lot of stuff. It's just absolutely wild. I don't. I don't listen to the CIA at all because like they're. F- they're fucking nutter butters. They they do wild shit. I can't. What do you mean? Oh man, I'm trying to think of one experiment in particular. I can't even bring it to mind. I'm not even gonna bring it up. The uh, what was another one? They found like a in Canada. They found, like, a frozen dinosaur, or what they believe is a dinosaur. It's like a dragon, basically. Oh. 30-foot wingspan, all kinds of crazy shit. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, they're just... Yeah, 2020 is just ending with a bang. They're just figuring shit out, I guess. I don't know. I wish that we would have uh, more fun stuff to fixate on than, like, the current, like, political stuff. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff is just getting, uh, discounted. Not discounted. Fucking ignored. I'm just waiting for 2021 at this point. It's not gonna be any better. Years mean nothing. We made up the calendar. It's, we're still here, kid. Bro, I don't know. This year sucked. All of them have sucked. Uh, man, 2020 was rough, though. Just almost On everyone since we graduated high school has had some kind of thing that w- was supposedly, like, this is the worst year ever. And then by the, like, three years later, everyone fucking forgets. I don't I don't remember what it was in 2017, but I know that there was something. Uh, uh, I'll remember 2020. Like, it's always something like Ebola or, like, the swine flu. There's always something that people freak out about. And they're like, this is the worst year we've ever existed. And then like the I'm not talking for humanity. I'm just saying personally, twenty twenty has been a fucking shit show. Okay, yeah, I can so get that's why that for I'm, you. That's why I'm like twenty twenty one it yeah, twenty twenty one comes like half as bad, then uh I'm checking out, homie. I think twenty twenty has been pretty I mean, objectively alright for me. I think I've been on like a kind of pretty much steady incline. I've kinda hit a plateau lately. Oh yeah, you moved in with me. There's not much better your life can get. You've, <laughs> you've you. reached the peak, son. One thing that I need to fucking get a grip on is like, I didn't feel the need to drink a lot until I moved in here. I don't know what that is. I think that that's just like, it's because it's one I'm of our to, pastimes. Are you trying to call me an alcoholic? That's I'm not not trying to call you an alcoholic. <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm just saying like, I didn't drink much whenever I lived by myself, and then I moved in here, and now, like, I drink a lot. I drink a decent amount. I was going to drink last night. I got, like, two beers in. I was like, eh. I think I'm fucking up my brain chemistry. (laughs) Because I don't even drink 
I don't drink often, but when I, when I do drink, I binge drink like crazy. And um, I feel like my brain doesn't work as well as it did like before, like pre-move-in. Like I'm, I'm not thinking as clearly or like elaborately. Like I literally feel like my brain's shitting the bed half the time. Mm. Like it's like misfiring. I don't know if it's because of like the toxins in my brain, but I thought about trying a supplement called Alpha Brain. That's supposed to like give your brain nutrients. Probably just give you dementia. Well, no, it's it's like uh, I listen to a podcast called the You Made a Weird Podcast with Pete Holmes, and he swears by it. Hmm. He's like, I take this anytime before I do a podcast, anytime I'm about to go on a date, anytime I have a social event, and he's he says like fifteen and twenty minutes before, and it really helps. It's not like a upper or anything. But it just gives, it's like brain food, apparently. And I'm like, God dang it, I swear I, I, I could use that. Because I have a lot going on upstairs, but like sometimes I just feel so bogged down, like I can't get it out. And that, I don't think there's anything more frustrating. Like, no wonder babies cry. Because <laughs> they have so much going on in their brains and they just can't say shit about it. So all they can do is scream. <laughs> I've just been tired. I've just been running balls to the wall for like a month or two now. And yeah, all I want to do is sleep now. I'm honestly like socially, like you and I have kind of fallen off for like the past week. Like as far as like how much we've been talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been coming home and just clocking out basically. I mean, same. I've been it's sleeping. Been a lot. I've been sleeping later, sleeping poorly. I think it's like the weather fluxes. I've been having this. Uh, I've been dragging a little bit because I haven't had anything to occupy my mind like on a level that I find like important like I was like turning gears and like waxing on and waxing off about the universe for like months and months and months Mm -hmm. and months and I haven't touched that in a while like I can't get to that headspace so now I'm like oh well I have a weekend guess I'll drink drink some beer and like look at some TikToks and watch some YouTube and talk to some people. Oh, now I get to go back to work. Oh, then I have another weekend. Like I'm aimless. And that's not fun. Like I'm not as depressy. Like if I, if I were like 20, 21, 22, like I'd be taking it kind of rough. But now I'm just like, dude, I'm I find myself waiting for my next like bout of inspiration. Because I'm I, right now, like I'm just almost completely uninspired. There's nothing for me to fix, nothing for me to work on. Um, I'm 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 still learning, but I'm learning just like little little insignificant, trivial shit. Um, but it sucks because whenever I was waxing on and off about like philosophy and spirituality and stuff all the time, and I felt like my I had full understanding and I was, uh, had the gears turning at all times, I could justify my disinterest in the stuff that's like immediately in front of me. Like whenever people would try to talk politics, I'd just be like, yeah, that doesn't mean shit to me. I don't care. Um, I have bigger problems, but now I have that same amount of disinterest, but nothing else going on. So like someone's like, ah, let's talk about this. Let's argue about this. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. 
but I don't even have anything else going on. I'm just like, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care about anything. And it's not, I'm not in the best place at the moment because I had nothing to care about on like a deep level. I kind of moved to the same boat. Like before you moved in, I was doing my like refinding who I was, what I was believing in thinking about all that then when you moved in I kind of sparked higher because you were on that same wavelength or you had been there your wax on wax off so it, it brought me up more and then kind of once I started you know hey this is what I believe this is how I feel about things da 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 now took on more work I'm trying to get promoted um well I've been sick it's kind of like, like after you find out what you believe like where where do you go? Where yeah, where do you yeah. fucking go? Because like let's see if we can sum up what we believe. Ooh, that's gonna be gross. Alright, we're gonna figure it out. I believe I, I sound like a fucking nut job. At I've what had, level are we doing this before? So that I can kinda start to well, bring my thoughts up instead of Yeah. You but, have yours formulated and I'm gonna do mine on the fly. Well, no, we have to come into it organically. Okay. So, like, um, let's, what is God? That That's a big question. I've, okay. I've had someone ask me if I was, like, a Scientologist or something. I don't even know what the Scientologists believe, to be yeah, honest. what the fuck are they? Um, I don't know. Tom Cruise creeps me out. All, Dan Cummins did a whole podcast on it, right? Say what? Dan Cummins did a whole podcast on it, right? Yeah. Wait, it's, but it was basically an hour of nothing, like... It's an hour of Danko's been like, I really don't know what, what this is or what's going on. The creator of Scientology killed his wife. That's, that's about all. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, that's all I took from that podcast. Christ. Not, she disappeared. Uh-huh. And may have been spotted five years later at an undisclosed location. I believe that there are theologies that get pretty close to an some like a somewhat unbiased view of everything because I think that the scientists I think that like theologians are all talking about the same thing I think that the hippie that lives under a bridge and smokes weed for nine hours a day can uh, have just an obje- just as an objective perspective of the universe as the Pope but the Pope knows how to articulate it in a particular way, and he also adds shit to it that is um, theological. That's not necessarily just from his own perspective; it's from the perspective of the church, and I think that that gets convoluted. Right. But um, everyone has just as good of an idea as anyone else. Uh, we're all watching the universe as it works and trying to make decisions about how it works and having a hard time describing it. Some people just have a little bit of a better grip than other people, and some people can articulate it a little bit better. This is why I use so many vague, um, loose, non-definitive terms, is because that's the only way you can talk about it. You, if you, like, dude, Star Wars, like, fucking Lucas got this right. He was like, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Like, you can't speak definitively about the nature of reality. You just can't. I mean, for the the things 
we could get into um, whether our physical perception of reality can possibly be objective because it's coming from a human's perspective, which is just intrinsically flawed. But something has to give somewhere where we have to be working from a foundation, which the only one we have to work with is how what we can physically touch and see. Everything else from there is speculation. So I don't trust when people speak definitively about it, which is why I think that churches and ideologies like that are bad. Oh, well, not bad. Um, I think that they make it a little more palatable. Okay. I think whenever the churches get angry or judgmental or violent, that's when it really becomes a problem. Because the only reason that I approach this, like I approach spirituality, is because I'm inclined to do so. No, no one was there to feed it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what I'm drawn to. Like some people like mechanics, some people like biology, and I have a thing for the immaterial and like the abstract. So I come to it naturally. So, but um, a lot of people, I think need to go to church so they can uh, get an introduction to it because they're not just going to think about it. There are people that go through their entire lives without giving it a second thought because they have different priorities. Like there's like, well, why do I need to worry about that whenever I have to worry about my mortgage and my job and my education? Like they have bigger things to worry about in from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So churches aren't bad, but I do think that... Um, once they start completely uh, disregarding the perspectives of other churches, that's not a good thing. We're right, you're wrong. Like, how do you fucking know? Um, what's wild to me is that the higher-ups in these religious hierarchies, I think in a lot of cases, they, they know. They know that nothing is rock solid. Um, whenever you hear from, like, Richard Rohr, who is a part of the Franciscan Friars, uh, like a branch of the Catholic Church, he's a priest. They have had this universal way of thinking about God and the universe since like the 13th century. But they haven't, they're, they're just now, uh, have like he's just now writing books about it and let, releasing it to the public because it is such, it's such a, like a reconstructive idea. Honestly, I wish they would have done it earlier. I don't agree with everything that Richard Rohr says because he's still... He he does use a lot of God language, as he calls it, which is um, speaking about these undefinable terms about the universe using uh, religious terms like God and the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. But... Uh, he also, I guess, has some like foundational beliefs that are still rooted in Catholicism that I don't agree with, but he has a good idea. And I think that whoever, like, I don't even know the name of the Pope now, because I'm not a practicing Catholic. Yeah, I don't know the Pope. Um, it's kind of ineffectual to me, I guess. But I feel like he probably has a good idea, he's just not telling anybody. Because, and I think that if the Pope says anything like, hateful or denounces something about people that is just societally normal now, like homosexuality, if he denounces homosexuality, 
he shouldn't be the Pope. <laughs> in, in my like, I can see where he's coming from because that's what he's been told his entire life. But I think the person that is running an entire religion on the planet should know better. And I think that in a lot of cases they do. They just don't say it because they would be called like a heretic. Right. Um, Richard Rohr, my my mom was super skeptical of him because I was like, Mom, you need to read this book. You can get on my same, wave, uh, same wavelength. You can see where I'm coming from. And it's like it was the bridge for me and her to meet her in the middle because she's so, so traditional. Um, and I was like, I'll meet you in the middle. Here's one of yours. Richard Rohr is a Catholic priest. And not just that, he's a friar. He's a like a freaking monk. Like you can't get any more Catholic. You can't that. get any more yeah. Catholic than that. This guy might as well have a crucifix on his forehead. I was like, here. Like, and Shout out 21 Savage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm like, um, like, meet me in the middle here. And she was just like, how do you know it's not heresy? And I was like, he was told by a bishop that it wasn't heresy. What more do you need? My mom is so scared of reevaluating her beliefs because she needs that structure. She needs definitive laws to live her life or she, she will just crumble. And I guess it's a little selfish of me to be like, here, I know that you're completely content, but how about you try looking a little bit, like looking at life in a little more open way? Mm -hmm. um, because I know that if she reevaluates it, like I think that she'll ultimately be happier with a more open view, but dude, she'd have to completely reevaluate her stance on everything because she's still like homophobic. And I'm like, dude, we've been over that shit for decades. Like, fucking leave it alone. I don't want to say homophobic because that sounds that sounds aggressive. Nah, no, nah, she's homophobic. Yeah, uh, call it how you just say it. yeah, call it what it is. If if you don't think that gay people should be allowed to get married, that that's homophobic. I don't even know. Um, it started off with define God. Okay, that's the original question. Okay, I got um, it off. So I line up pretty close with your original thoughts. I I believe there is a higher power that a god construct that created all and definitely does not know all. That that that's my tripping point. Well, what do you mean doesn't know all? Like he it is not fully omnipotent. I think, but I think that the way that this force perceives reality is through the things that exist. So I think that in a way, in a way it is omnipotent because I believe that that force is holding together everything that exists down to like, on like a cellular, cellular level. Something is deciding to hold things as they are at every moment. It's deciding and reaffirming what exists at all times. And it is looking at itself. It's like inward pouring. So like the way that I'm looking at you, that's this force looking in on itself. Right. Like we are perceiving each other. So we are the universe perceiving itself. But where I'm at is more... So God created and then was kind of like have fun and he went off to next project or it went off to next project 
and it's off in the cosmos doing everything, nothing, anything. I don't know. I thought you had an entirely different thing. Not really. And then our forces are kind of just here. Do you not? But the belief of like an omnipotent being is also in the same sense to suggest that free will doesn't exist. No, no. Hear, hear me out. all-knowing Let's mean knowing every outcome. Let's set aside the idea that it's a being. Think of it as, like, let's say that we are matter. We are matter. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, we we'll are, say it. We are matter. Let's say that this god force is the glue holding the matter together. Like, we are the popsicle sticks, it's the Elmers. Right. So... It's not external to us. It is a part of us. So it's not from the outside looking in. And it's not omnipotent in the way that it is making decisions. It just is. It's not decisive. Um, it, It only exists as we function. We are like a mechanism through which it works. I think that that's kind of what Christians like allude to when they're saying, um, do like God works through me. But the thing that they fail to like acknowledge is that if God is in all things, that means that it is never absent from anything. This, this force that is holding together reality is unbiased you have to question the existence of good and evil first though because there there is tragedy i think that all this force wants to do is move forward it is constantly moving forward and pouring inward and collapsing in on itself in like this wave but the only bad things that exist develop through its interactions with itself because if I just came into being with no life experience and let's say without my brain biology that makes me behave in a particular way and with no presuppositions about anything just with that core awareness that that energy that is holding things together it doesn't it would do nothing we this meat that we're operating this meat suit is what animates it but also it's to the detriment of its desire which i think is just to move inward and closer together there's this constant pull of energy towards itself and the only thing that gets in the way of that is the material of like how we fuck it up and i can't even, you can't even really say that i can't even really say that like we're fucking it up it's just like you have to have a, you have to have a push and a pull. You have to have a push for things to uh, for the pull to exist. You have to have the bad for the good to exist. If it was constantly, if everything was good all the time and we were always moving in one direction, you would not know that it was good. You have to have evil to experience good. And. But the thing is, it's this force isn't allowing things to happen. It's just present for the things that are happening. 
we as human beings are responsible for the bad things that happen but we're also like thinking about us as a unit hum mankind in general is responsible for its own suffering but you have to alleviate some of the guilt on individuals for the bad things that happen because it's just this chain reaction of bad events this guy beats his son therefore his son beats that son and then that son goes out and murders someone and like that's kind of sins of the father it's not that one individual's fault entirely there's always a like a deeper aspect of it so looking at it in a way that mankind were all responsible for each other really takes off some of that like deep-seated guilt that Christianity, I think, still likes to push on people. Uh, I, I spoke with a Christian that I work with. His, I'm not going to say his name. Um, he believes that humans are bad. Like, just to their core, human beings are bad, and we are only good through, uh, through God or through Christ. I don't believe that's so. I believe that we just are. And if if I want to put any right or left spin on that at all, let's call it English. If you want to put any right or left spin on the nature of humans in general, I think it would have to be a positive spin. So, I know I made the statement that, you know, God created and left to go do it, whatever else it's doing. Not That might have been miswording. I still do believe that, but in a sense of there is a neutral point in the universe, which is like you were just describing the push and pull of all, yeah, you guys heard it. So we're constantly trying to get back to that neutral point, and that is just a balancing effect of the good and bad happening. Yeah. So They've been describing this for hundreds of years, yeah. like the yin and yang. There's I like a, the karma aspect of it. There's so. a push and pull and there's a flow to it. And the best place that we can be is center. But we, if we, if we stayed centered all the time, we would learn nothing. It, I don't like to use it, but like equivalent exchange. These really good things happen. So these really bad things are going to happen and it's going to balance. These bad things are going to happen, but again, these good things are going to happen, it's going to balance. And our essential, in my view, only job is to get to that center. The universe is going to make it happen regardless. Right. But we need to be working to try to balance it. Exactly. The only... Ooh, we're, we're about to run out of time. Hey guys, uh, we will be right back. We're going to stop and restart this. And now a word from our sponsors. We don't have sponsors. All right, we're back. No, we're not. Shit. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yeah, bear with us on that. We're, we'll work that kink out when we get there. But The, the app that we have uh, lets you record for an hour. So, yeah, constant check and balance. There, There's an equivalent exchange of, I believe, throughout time so in a way the sins of your father do affect you because it, it the universe will pull itself back at some point there's going to be some 
self-correction that happens. Where you where you are is where you're supposed to be. Yes. Because if you think about if you think about the things that exist as like a body of water that is moving, you're one of those cellular drops. And it that's not just human beings that are a part of that body. It is everything. Everything. From this closet wall to the grass outside <clears throat> to the air. The bricks of your house. I think that's that's a big arguing point for trying to uh, explain to anyone about like the singularity of everything is stop thinking about the air as absence of something. The air is every the air is composed of things. You think they think of the atmosphere as an absence of something, and it's just not. Space the blackness of space isn't the absence of something. It's just like dark matter and things that we don't fully understand yet. Everything is okay. touching everything all at once and it's like a giant wave that's pushing and pulling. I, I am not separate from you. Right now, my like meat sack is like pushing the air against your meat sack and you're, you're pushing the air back at me. Like we are constantly moving matter and mass. We are all a part of this big, basically like bubble this big wave right. uh, I had a block damn I really had some shit to piggyback that let's okay let's talk about it this way I've heard it described that everything in life, down, down to the things that we can observe from a physical aspect, have a give and a take. There's breath in, breath out. Breath. If you ever have you ever seen a video of someone doing nothing but like taking a breath, yeah, like just inward and never exhaling, it makes your brain shit itself because it's not natural. That's not how things are supposed to be. It's not supposed to be take in, take in, take in, take in without any release, without any pushback, without any exhale. And like there there are different ways to word word this and the different ways that people acknowledge it. There's like uh I've heard it described as the pulling back on a bow, like a bow and arrow. Like these are the bad things that happen to you. Your car shits the bed. Pull back. Your, your dog dies, pull back. You get in trouble at work, pull back. And then at some point, there's going to be a release that launches you forward, and that's going to be the positive reaction to those things because it has to happen. It may not always be what you expect is going to happen or what you want is going to happen, but it's going to be what is necessary to the entirety. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm hearing dogs bark, so that's why I've been quiet. Hey, we're going to take a short break to yeah, uh, go handle kind that. Of freaking out. We'll be right back. And that was a prime example of taking things as they come. We we had a little hiccup. Uh, the, the dogs were barking. And see, as it's not always what you want, and it's not always what you expect. Like, we could have seen that, like, oh, this is a fucking inconvenience. Like, this is... Is it bad? They just fucked up our recording. But we just paused it. We went out. We fielded it. And now we're back. And nothing is wrong. 
nothing nothing is objectively wrong so that i i really don't like to say it, preach but sometimes with my friends i feel preachy with my viewpoints and stuff of they're like you know this is happening in my life this is isn't where i wanted to be it's not how things were supposed to go and i'm like that's not for you to decide like that that goes into my whole checks and balances thing like the universe is exactly where it's supposed to be right now you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now but if you do want to if you do want to see a change you are the universe you are a part of the acting and deciding universe if you want to see a change you can make that happen but if you haven't done something if you haven't i can understand feeling uh disenfranchised is that if that's the right word if things don't work out to your liking because if you've made a valid effort you've been doing everything that you possibly can and it still doesn't work out but at a at a certain point to preserve your own mental health and spiritual health you have to have a certain like you have to give up you have to relinquish uh, relinquish, relinquish this idea in your head that I've done everything right and I deserve to have it work out because it's that hope and this idea that you have earned things and you deserve to have things happen for you is a great source of suffering I find I catch myself at work and I'm not saying that you can just live kumbaya all, all the time um, I'd say and I'm I'm very rarely in that place now all I can do is check myself as they come I find myself at work feeling a sense of dread uh, about like getting forced for overtime or something like that and I kind of have to tell myself like what makes me think that I'm any better off going home at 7 than I am at 8 I am, I am no better off I don't deserve some, anything different and there's a positive to doing that over time I'm going to get paid more and hell I might I might experiencing something sh like surprisingly human during that time there's always something that you can take away that's good for you in, in, in any situation uh, take it to like a biblical sense who was the guy that um, was in the lion's den Daniel he dude he made flowers grow from shit like not in a literal sense and <laughs> in, in like a figurative sense yeah. There's always something positive that can be taken away. I mean, it may seem minuscule, but how you deal, how you are with one thing is how you are with everything. How you deal with one situation is how you deal with life. Because it's all a part of the constant flow. How I handle Piper whining whenever it's annoying me is the same way that I handle any other situation in life. So I have to look at it from a sense of like my own responsibility whenever I'm annoyed that I need to handle that just like I would handle something more sensitive. Um, one of my wooier beliefs would be manifestation. I'm all about it. So when I come across people that, you know, 
are constantly negative, constantly in their head, boohoo me, all the above, I'm like, what what are you expecting to get back from that other than exactly what you're putting out into the universe? Like, well, it, if you live inside your own perspective and your perspective is negative, how you're going to perceive everything in reality is going to be negative. Um, but and it's hard to level with somebody like that if all they have is the negativity. Yeah, they've already decided. Because then... Again, you're that you're that person that is considered preachy. You're just one of those wooey millennials, and yeah. oh, no, nothing hard happens for them. And it's like, no, I mean, shit's hard out in these streets, but it's how you take it. It's how you perceive it, really. There's a particular belief that a lot of people have that are um, in their pity pot. I mean, I've been in my pity pot plenty in my life. I'm not pity gonna, pot. I, I yeah, I, <laughs> like I, I sit there, I sit there in it sometimes, yeah. and I you have to pull yourself out it. of it. But it's not so much pulling. It's not pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. It's just accepting that you are where you are in the nature, in the way that you are. Um, it's not saying I need to pull myself up and get to someplace better. It's saying that where I am is okay because even even like being happy or being elated is not objective um, I don't want to say not objective um, it's not an accurate representation of reality right here in the center uh, center where objectivity lives is that there's a general okayness it's like a general like just feeling all right complacency in the middle that's the that's as objective as we can get when you swing to like really far to one side happiness almost to the point of like let's say let's say like manic happiness the universe is going to correct that in an mm -hmm. attempt to swing back into center it's going to eventually be taken away from you and if you believe that that's where you're supposed to be all the time you're going to be very very disappointed and you're, pro you're likely, it's like a pendulum, you're likely going to swing very far to the other side and be very disappointed and very sad very soon. Unless you choose to believe that right here in the middle and just okay is where you're supposed to be. Because I don't, I don't seek happiness anymore. Because it, it will be taken. And I don't deserve it because I believe that I do good things. I, the only thing that I want is to be okay where I am. Um, and this isn't bracing for impact. This isn't just stoicism. This is, and it's not expecting bad things to happen. It's living with, it's trying to live without expectation. Um, It's just a general acceptance feeling. It it really I think that this I've I've talked to you about this before. Whenever Christians say that they um what's the phrasing that they use to like giving up to God? Like Jesus take the wheel. Like that's <laughs> it's exactly that. It's exactly that. Except you know, without the theological stuff, you are 
it is a giving up. You're saying I've I need to stop pushing. I I'm fighting the flow instead of going with it. I mean, don't get me wrong, if you if you live in a constant state of just like spiritual awareness without letting your ego take the wheel sometimes, you'll end up you could end up living under a bridge, which I guess could be okay. But if you don't want that to happen, you do have to try to find some balance between that uh, spirituality and awareness and this meat sack that you're operating. You have to appease the meat sack. I, I heard some guy uh, tell me the other day, he was just like, you're, basically your ego is just bad. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Because he has yeah. this presupposition that your ego is just all, all, the the, negative. all the bad things about you. And you're like, no, 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 no. Your ego is your physical identity if the entire point of what's being said guy yeah if the universe is like a bed sheet just laying out flat then your ego is the part of the bed sheet that goes over your finger when you poke upward <laughs> that that part that's extending up from the sheet that's your ego it's what help it's what lets you interact in the material world and if you are completely without that like someone that could operate without ego is someone like in a coma and that's that's not how you want to live you need to find a way to work with it but you just have to be aware of the negative parts uh, or I don't even know the negative parts I would say the harmful parts that negative harmful I mean well it's still gonna n negative is subjective it, and also like I guess harmful could also be subjective as far as I'm concerned, I don't want even going out of your way to try to do something positive can have negative repercussions. Mm -hmm. In my in my case, and what I believe, I think that inaction is almost always best, which is not necessarily practical. Like that's right. how, that's how like that's what Buddha would tell you to do. Like there is nothing better than doing nothing and just flowing with everything because even doing something positive you're trying to push and there's going to be a pushback that there's going to be a recoil that you are then responsible for for trying to make something good happen like even like let's say that i don't want to take it back to a political uh, political place um let's say that you are a part of a community like let's say hundreds of years ago even if you're trying to get that community to a different place you're relocating like you're doing like logistics and you're going into a different area there's going to be repercussions for that like there could be natives you're going to be affecting the ecosystem even doing something positive for what you think is objectively positive is going to have repercussions so the best thing that you can do is stay where you are I, I see where you're coming from on it yeah I don't know if that's an that's not an all-encompassing like explanation of what I think about it, but yeah. like, it's a baseline. But you know, in layman's terms, like I think, just mind your business. <laughs> when you insert yourself in anything, there's going to be pushback. Mm -hmm. If things come to you, that's that's an entirely different thing. Let the if you let the universe come to you. You let the people come to you. You let the opportunities come to you. They will. Because if you're just a part of this wave, other like 
other bits and particles of this wave of reality, they're going to come to you. They're going to draw into you at some point, whether mm -hmm. you want them to or not. And you just take what you want whenever they, whenever opportunities and stuff like that present themselves to you. There's, I think there's a really bad idea in the society that we live in, like this culture where they're like, you can never stop grinding. You have to go get it if you want it, mm -hmm. which I suppose so. Um, you can, I, I would only think that like that could be reasonable from like a smaller level, like, oh, you want a TV? Go do some more hours of overtime. But I think if you try to, for less, for lack of a better term, muscle fuck your own existence, you try to like muscle fuck reality. And that's, that's what I mean by manifesting, not just like in thought, but like people that think manifesting is just forcing things to happen for yourself. You're going to be losing something. You could be losing something in the process. Mm hmm like the people that are like, I'm going to fuck my way through medical school. You at during that time, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, like that's going to have all kinds of uh, good things that come out of it. But you could also at that time be have been spending time with your family. You could have been building your heart and things like that, uh, seeking different things. Mm -hmm. So you there is a loss there. And it's not necessarily like detrimental, but you are losing. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's one of those, you can't have it all, all the time. Exactly. So, that's sort of the boat I'm in right now, is, I guess, I'm kind of just muscle-fucking my reality right now, because, yeah, all I'm doing is working, worrying about my career, everything else is pretty much on a back burner, because... What would you say is, is everything else? I mean, it's all trivial stuff you know I was dieting real well for a while that's kind of taking a back burner working out taking a back burner I'm not as thoughtful like spiritually right. here lately because first and foremost thoughts have been how do I make more money how do I progress in my career so trying to balance that is everything else is kind of my love life which was already non-existent it had it took the biggest of back burner now so everything it, yeah I'm career only right now but you're pulsating with it god I don't like how that sounds me neither um, make it hard though <laughs> <laughs> but uh I've had to get over this whole thing where I'm like, I, there is nothing that's more ironic than trying to force yourself into a, like a central and wholesome and spiritual place. You, that's ironic. To... I've tried like making yourself meditate and forcing yourself to get something out of the meditation are two completely different things. Mm -hmm. And this belief that you're like, well, I've been, I'm, I'm talking about both of us, yeah. this belief that you're like, we've been at a higher place of thinking and we've felt better than we have now and that we should try to get back there is 
a flawed way of thinking. We don't des we don't necessarily deserve to get back there. We don't necessarily have to get back there for things to be okay. And we should just try to handle things as they are at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, this is the most centered that I, I've felt in, in my thinking in a while. Because, you know, sometimes you just get caught up in your ego. And how, and it's really easy to do so. I mean, it's right here. I'm, <laughs> I'm smacking my fucking ego. Not it. Um, that, Jesus Christ, that's my, <laughs> that's my arm. That is my arm. Um, but I think that we can both take solace in the idea. Hell, and misery loves company. We're both in the shits. Mm -hmm. Everyone is in the shits. And I, I think the belief that we just need to get over is that one, we should be something different. And two, we are never going to be that way again. Those are flawed ways of thinking that make people sad. Mm. Just this is never going to end. And I, I was having thoughts like that just like a couple weeks ago. I was like, whenever I moved in with Kevin, I had been spending months alone and I had never felt more like spiritually productive. I was spending just hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. I'm talking probably 20 out of 24 hours a day. I was just by myself and I could be productive spiritually because I was just inward all the time. But also that's, I wasn't necessarily completely in balance with my ego because I wasn't functioning out in the world. Um, and I started having this belief. I was like, I am never going to be there again. I'm never going, because for a while it was like, I felt like I saw the matrix, especially like whenever I moved in here and I was, uh, I really found my center whenever I first moved in here because whenever I was living alone, I was living almost full. I was living way hard just in like spiritual awareness and neglecting my ego and neglecting the, my physical life with people. And then whenever I moved in here, I dude, I just pulled right into the center because like you brought me like kind of down to earth. And since then I've sunk, like, I don't even want to say sunk. I've passed over the line from that spiritual awareness, just like into my ego. And I would really struggle with that. I was like, Oh man, I'm never going to get back there because I've never been kinder. I've never been more understanding. I've never been more calm. I've, I've really never felt better than I did whenever I first moved in here. Mm -hmm. And that was regardless of what I had going on in my life. Like I could just be eating the shit sandwich every day and I, I had never felt better, but I have to believe that at some point, and I don't get to decide when this could last years. Um, I guess I could offer a little bit of a, like a little tap in that direction and say like, and cause a little bit of a shift because if I just, I, there is, I can feel complacent living as I am in the headspace that I'm in, but also, as I was saying about being a part of the acting universe, you do have to affect the change at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not, I might not try to like muscle fuck it, but we came to this organically. We just at just gave it a little tap and just kind of like let, let ourselves ride the wave. Mm -hmm. Let's, I think we do a good job of leveling each other 
in that aspect of balance of spirituality and ego because for a long time long time I was basically ego only and for a while there you were spirituality only and then I started to make a little bit of a swing spiritual or I took a hard turn spiritual because my life imploded and you started to bring the make the turn to ego then we moved in together and it kind of we got to balance so I think we kind of hover around somewhere around center we try I think that we swing a little further out from center than we would like at this point but that's just life yeah you know now that we've gotten comfortable uh, where we are we're going to take bigger swings out into our ego because we have to function and we have mm. to try to be productive in our daily lives but I was just talking to my mother about that the other day I was like Kevin is very very pragmatic I think that I am pragmatic in like in in a conceptual sense like if I have to work out uh, a relational problem I'm very pragmatic in that way you're pragmatic and like if you can put your hands on it you're you can work it out and okay. so like I kind of hover up here like I'm kind of like if I don't find something to ground myself in reality and if I spend too much time alone I'm all fucking drift away yeah. I'm like a fucking helium balloon <laughs> um, I'll, I'll borderline lose my fucking mind uh, but I think that if you spend too much time alone like you kind of like dig yourself in the hole and surround yourself with the stuff that you can touch Like, as you, you've talked about diving into work during tragedy. Right, okay, okay. That would be an saying. example of surrounding yourself yeah. with something that feeds your ego. Mm. And I'm a big... I don't worry about a single thing that I can't control. So, yeah, in the diving into work and tragedy, that... I mean, shit, to an extent, I can control work. So, Yeah. <clears throat> it's giving, I'm not it's giving your, you a sense of control over a situation, mm -hmm. which, like, I get it. I do, a, I do a similar thing. I don't do it in regard to work. I don't feel in control. Well, actually, no, that's not entirely true. Like, whenever I took those, I took, recently took five days of PTO, which I found out was several days too long <laughs> to be completely unproductive. Yeah. You started getting a little annoying. It's fine. Well, it was weird because pre-TikTok clout, I now have like 37,000 followers pre-TikTok if I was home alone or just home in general for an extended period of time I didn't have something like TikTok to pull me into my ego mm -hmm. so being <coughs> uninfluenced by ex like external things I hovered around the middle but with my only external influence having been TikTok which TikTok is just like a toxic nightmare yeah it's cool. um, it <coughs> it pulled me hard into my ego and I ended up needing to be at work to get out of my ego which was which seemed almost counterintuitive but there's a certain there's a certain way of work occupies my ego in such a mundane way that I have like it t 
it, it's basically like my ego is like a child and work is giving it a toy to play with. <laughs> so my other like sensibilities, like my like spiritual senses can have somewhere to go like without having to take the ego with it. Mm. I can mindlessly do my rounds and do my job and keep that busy while constantly keeping the hamster wheel in the back running spiritual data. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got you. I got you. Ah, I'm a little... Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You parched. Full, full send, guys. I'm gonna... I got sick last week. That is a yearly... Bullshit that I deal with since memory... Mother around, mucus just fucks you in the face for a week. Around October, <laughs> I get sick, and then I stay sick until about February, what is that, March? And then I start to clear up. I'm good for a few months, and then, yeah, I'm just back down, so. I've been congested since, like, 2007, so, like. <laughs> a lot of that eased up with me when I quit smoking cigarettes, like, religiously. I figured that it might have something to do with me smoking the Jewel so much. You do smoke a lot of Jewel. Honestly, like, it seems kind of... Unless nicotine has a dehydrating effect on your sinuses, I don't know. It may. Otherwise, I'm like, it's vapor. It's like fluid. You would think that my like sinuses and passages would be lubricated, if anything. But I, I'm always, like, stuffy and, like, one nostril. <laughs> I, I find with the days that I'm driving <coughs> to work and I can breathe through both nostrils, I'm in such a good mood and I don't notice until like the aftermath. Like when it, I'll get to work and I'll like sit in a stuffy shack and then next thing you know, one of my fucking nostrils is stuffed up and I'm like, <laughs> like immediately Irrational. just like, yeah, irrationally uh, irritable. And then I'm like, oh, people are, it's crazy how people like are surprised that uh, so much of your irritation just comes from the body. Like, there's a whole thing that we could get into of, like, spiritual terms, like, talking about the pain body and mm -hmm. how your body carries so much of your trauma. But, like, even just the smallest things of you being in a bad mood, you need to do a checklist of your body first. Pay attention to the body. That, that's one of the... That's, I think, a big benchmark. No, that's not a good word. That's a good bullet point. Is there you go. Pay attention to your body and pay attention to your ego. You need to give them what they need without giving them too much. There's balance to everything. Whenever people are like, like guy, or, uh, that guy that was talking to me about the ego and saying that it was all bad and to throw it all away, I'm like, no, because that's how you end up like Gandhi. And I'm not saying Gandhi did anything wrong, but like he was emaciated. Like he just, he like didn't eat and protest and he would just sit in one spot for just like days. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. Christ. I, I worry about time constraints. Why are you worried about time constraints? I'm in a flow. Oh, all right. right. I'm going to wrap up this point. Okay. Sit. I just don't want to lose the focus. You know? there, there are spiritual teachers that would have you just live in spiritual awareness. Like that's what their like awakening is. But I think, I believe that after this certain amount of you realizing your own consciousness, you, there has to be a natural swing back to center where you take that with you to function in the world and you don't just stay up there because you can't live up there. Jesus in the Bible is like the archetype 
example of how a human being should work together with their ego and that consciousness. He is God or that awareness and flesh, uh, his ego, perfectly in balance. He didn't, he never one day said like, I'm not Jesus, I am just God. He said, I am God and I am man. He was perfectly aligned with the two. And guess what? He was a beautiful person that did good works. He didn't get lost in his ego. And Jesus got mad. Jesus would go into temples and trash the fucking place because he didn't think that they were doing shit right. That wasn't coming that wasn't coming from God. That was coming that was coming from his meat sack. His ego got upset. His ego got angry. Jesus at some point his stomach got tight and he had sweat running down his forehead. He had a stuffy nose and he would have a bad day. He was just the perfect teacher of even once he like flipped over tables in protest to make a point, he swung back to center and he was like, this is for a purpose. I don't know. I think that that's like, even if you're not a Christian, that's something worthy of note. All right. Is that a good stopping point? Yeah. You feel satisfied? Jesus was a normal person. Do you feel fed, Kevin? I feel fed. I'm full. Big bellied. All right. Fat fuck. Fuck you, guy. And there we go. That's a good way to wrap up. <laughs> um, so, thanks for listening to another episode of the Cheeky Reaper Podcast. I'm JB Peltier. Oh, I'm Kevin Brown. And we will catch y'all next time. <laughs>